Hey guys, it's also me, Anthony Foluwa, the host for Hey God. So today I'm going to be talking to you about Anchor. That is the app, Anchor Podcast, the app I'm using to like record a podcast for you guys. So basically, Anchor is like pretty easy. If you haven't heard about Anchor before, this is the easiest way to start a podcast, especially for someone that's just starting. It's free. You don't have to pay any amount of money. You don't have to pay at all. You just need to um, download the app and go straight to the app and then figure out how the even like directions for what you would do and figure it out to the app. There are creation tools that allow you to record right from your phone or computer and it is not limited to a specific time, a specific place, a specific time range or anything. You can use the app anywhere and at any time. It's free. And like equations is really helpful. Like if you don't have um like a music playing in the background, you could select background music from the app itself and there is a series of background music that you can select from. If you want to like make it like a lot of segments that is there for you to like use. Um Anchor distributes your podcast for you like from your first podcast anchor will distribute it to like spotify apple podcast and many more and it might not they might not verify immediately but they will verify it and then people will be able to listen to you from every other place even overcast google podcast and many other places like people can listen to your podcast do you know my god do you know you can make money from your podcast and you don't have a minimum amount of people that was listening for you to be paid. Like there's no minimum listenership. As far as you have listeners, you get paid. That's great, right? Like it's pretty cool. And so and then you have everything you need to make a podcast in one place. In one place. Like you don't have to go far. Just come to Anchor Podcast. Are you able to make like a podcast? Like in just one place. No stress. No problem. Nothing. Um I really, really, really advise you guys to download the free Anchor app. It's free. It's seriously free. Like, you don't have to pay any amount of money. It is free. Download the free Anchor app. It's in Google Store, Google Play Store, or iOS. It is there. Download the free Anchor app. Or go to Anchor FM. Anchor FM to download, to, like, record your podcast. Go to Anchor FM to record your podcast. That is A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to record your podcast. You can record your podcast Anchor FM and you can download the Anchor app and record your podcast and people will listen to it. Cheers. Ciao. Bye-bye. Okay. Good evening. Hi. What's good? I'm fine. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Okay, so let's get started. Hey guys, welcome back to Hey God. So today we have another special guest. We have Toby Daniels with us. And we're going to be talking on a very controversial topic. So please Toby, introduce yourself. Hi guys, my name is Toby Daniels. I am a content creator, art performer and writer. Uh, lover of God. Um, follow Jesus. What else is there? I think that's it. Okay. Okay, so let's pray. So that... All right. Um, dear Father, we thank you for 
today. We thank you for how you've always been with us and how you continue to be with us. We thank you for your favor and your loving kindness that you forever show towards us. Father, we're praying and asking that as we start this podcast, your presence will you know, lead us, direct us, and the Holy Spirit will speak through us, Lord, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, for winning consent. Amen. All right. So today's topic is relationships. Relationships. As every type of relationship you can think of. Relationships. It's not based on one. And we're going to talk about how it affects our relationship with God too. So um I feel like a lot of a lot of times we have we tend to enter relationships blindsidedly. We don't look at the future most times and we actually need to be looking at the future, especially as a child of God. Because yeah. there are certain relationships that will definitely strongly mark your relationship with Christ. Yeah. And if you don't look at how it's going to affect that particular relationship that you have with God or how it's going to even depreciate it. It might not totally crop it to the side or cancel it out, but then it might just keep reducing and then just stay stagnant at a very low point. Right. And then if you don't look at that, you tend to just enter a relationship with your eyes closed and mm. keep your eyes closed. That's basically what you're trying to do. Mm. And as a child of God, if you really want to have a relationship with God, you need to learn to not look at relationships that way. Even dating. Mm. There are some people who date that will tell you that they don't want you to worship God. It's either God or them. And because we are humans, we crave relationships with other people. We crave relationships. We crave friendships. We crave affiliations with people. The devil uses that most times to strike us. But we need to strike a balance. At that stage, that if the person says, ah, with God, though, between God and me, you need to strike that balance when you're like, it's God only. Oh. You need to say, it's your food. It's that. Um, give me. Now the God has you. And when you are able to like say that, I feel like that should be a starting point. It's not definitely going to really direct you throughout that relationship. It could be a starting point. I don't know if I'm talking or making sense. Yeah, you you are. I'm getting your point actually. But I wanted to land before I give my two cents on that. So like I don't I feel like that should be a very starting point. From the moment you realize that, oh yes, I really, really want to worship God, nothing should be able to move you from that path. Nothing you should push you away from that path even no matter the relationship it may be no matter how um wonderful that relationship looks without god you are literally nothing mm. a lot of people think that without god it can be something yeah it might look like that for other people but if god has a purpose that he has placed upon your life he has said you're going to be the head and not the tail you're going to be above and not beneath. but i need you to follow me if he has placed that purpose upon your life, there is nothing you can do. He will keep bring, trying to bring you back to him. Like, come to me, my daughter. I'm here with you. I'm waiting for you. So no relationship is going to... No relationship should try to disrupt that relationship you have with God, that level of understanding with the Father. You can, nobody can destroy your 
earthly father's relationship, except both of you were never even close from the beginning. It's the same way it should be with God. To just say that even when the person is like, if you don't get out, if you don't come and marry me, you die already 37 years old. If you don't marry me today, you will not marry my husband. Still keep saying, I'm trusting on God. There's nothing God cannot do. To me, it's not sad I gave birth at what age. What 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 now to you? You marrying thirty seven? You will give if God if God say you will give birth to five children, you will give birth to five children. So uh, that's the first point that I want to lay down. I think you've laid a good foundation for for the whole discussion, and um, I believe relationships are very complex, and uh, we can't really say one size fits all. For example, there is the there is the um, biological dynamic of relationship, you know, father, mother, you know, son, son, I mean, father, mother, siblings, you know, workplace, dating, you know, so relationship is very, very complex. And um, just like you, the point you mentioned, regardless of what the relationship is like, it shouldn't affect our relationship with God, you know. But um, the interesting thing is, some relationships actually help you grow your relationship with God. So it is not, it is not um, always on a negative side. Mm. Sometimes it's on a positive side, you know. And um, in, in, some, in mm. some cases, maybe, maybe, this is, maybe this is on a deeper level. In some cases, some relationships are actually meant to test you so that you can even get better in your relationship with God. Some relationships are not necessarily good, mm. but God allows them to thrive because it is supposed you're supposed to learn something from there, you know, to to enable your growth in one way or another. Like I said, maybe this is on a deep side because it's not like mainstream. We don't it doesn't happen every time to a lot of people. For example, I'm going to cite an example: um, Lot and Abraham. I realized um, um, for that with um, Abraham was not given this to take lots together with him when his father's house, but it took lots anyway. And I will see a relationship playing out, you know, a relationship that started well, but got to a point, the relationship started, you know, taking a new turn. And this new turn was not favorable to even Abraham's relationship with God, you know. And I realized God allowed that relationship to drive to a point because Abraham needed to learn some things, you know, for him he was. You know, Abraham learned long suffering by his relationship with God. You know, he learned long suffering, learned forbearance, and all those things. So, some relationships um, actually are meant to build you up in one way or another, regardless of the comfortability or or whatever it might come with. So, yeah, that's that's that about relationships. But I, I totally agree with your point that regardless of what the relationship is, it shouldn't diminish your relationship. If it does anything at all, it should reinforce your relationship with God. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when I first felt like came to Christ. It, it was a situation in my life that brought me back to God. And sitting down and thinking about it, it was not, it's something that. Hello, can you hear me? 
So I think network tripped off a little bit. Yeah, I can hear you now. All right. So um, it was a particular brought me back to Christ. And mm. it's something that on a normal day, if I sit down and think about it, in fact, if I don't even need to think about it. I just need to think about the look on my parents' face. I will not do it. And I came to, so when, like, I started understanding the basis of spiritual spirituality in general. Mm. You need to, like, I realized that it was not, it's something I'd already seen a lot of people like my friends in school do and it already looked normal. Like, ah, nah, smalls, nothing can happen. And then it turned on me. And then I'm sitting there and I'm like, I actually need to be friends that I keep. My mother always says it that me, I'm a very friendly person. I make friends with everybody. I'm yeah. double how he gets angry or even I'm nice when I'm your friend. I'm not straight at the beginning, but I really care about you. That's just how I am. And sometimes the characters of those friends influence me in a negative way, sometimes in a positive way. Yeah. And my mom always used to tell me that you need to be able to choose your friends wisely, sit down, observe. But it's already in my nature. Hi, hi. We are friends already, whether you like it or not. So Okay, you go on, go on. So basically, and when I was really thinking about it, I remember talking to a friend of mine. It was, she came at the very low, I don't even know how both of us became friends. She came, we became friends during the quarantine period, but we never really, really talked until this incident happened. It was like God really placed that in my life for a moment like that. Not saying God wanted it to happen. If you, God wanted, definitely did not want it to happen. But then that was when she came and she really made a lot of impact in my life. I remember calling her one day and talking to her. And she was like, somebody told her that when she said she had a best friend that was a Muslim, I don't have any problem with being friends with Muslims. But she was like, when she said she had a best friend that was a Muslim and she was a baby Christian, maybe the person told her that she wants to become a Muslim. So, because <laughs> how do you want to be a baby Christian and be friends with Muslim and say you want to grow in your relationship with God? There's no mm. how. There's things that the person will say that will influence your decision to fully follow God. Not saying it's not going to help you follow God. It might help you in some ways, but there are some things the person will say like, like ah, is, he, is this God really the God that I should be serving? And when she said that thing, it really, it was like a very eye-opening statement that, wow, friendship really influences relationship with God. There are some people that were placed where, let's not call or say anything that is too rash because the people that were actually placed there to destroy your life mm. i had a friend when i first entered genie and she was not adding anything to my life there was no benefits from the friendship i was the one always vomiting something from my pocket but i was not receiving and then it got to the stage where it was really taking a toll on me, my relationship with my family, my parents, my siblings, everybody around me. It was ah, destroying relationships. And these were relationships that took a long time to build after that. So friendships are the first, I feel like that's the first level we should even consider. A lot of people are friends with people that not. Hello. Hello. Yes, that was very bad. Well, it's not me. <laughs> Don't have mercy. Yes. So, 
I feel like friendships are very, I feel like that's the first thing we should even consider when we're talking about relationships. Because nobody just goes into dating without being, without knowing someone, without saying, oh, maybe to somebody like, oh, that, that, that person is my friend. I feel like friendships are very vital when we're talking about relationships. Like, mm. which type of friends do you keep? Are they going to help you or are they not going to help you? I know that when I was at my lowest point, some of my friends that I would call my friends, they'd never message me. I'm sure they'd never bother to ask what was going on in my life. And people that like I was just meeting, people that I, I just started getting close to, oh, let's pray together, let's have this prayer meeting, don't worry, God is there for you. I remember, they were the ones that made me remember that, oh, yes, so there is actually God, because at that point, I never wanted to hear prayer or say prayer. And it was like, they just keep on telling me God is in control. I think at a point, I even shouted at one of them that I beg, please stop telling me God, God, God. But if we're being very honest, even at the lowest point, when you have committed a very grave sin, as far as you are God's child and he really wants to do something in your life, he's still there with you. So I feel friendships. Which friends do you keep? Do they impact your life negatively? Are they teaching you? things that were like you know it's a thing mm. or i did teaching you the word the bible i did telling you let's pray oh maybe you talk to them about something they're like why don't you talk to god i didn't say ah go and meet that person that person will help you or oh, buy this thing that thing will help you vanity upon vanity all this vanity mm. you know that's that's an interesting angle and it's, it's very valid but I love to see from this angle, um, you know, friend, friendships, friendships are like, um, friendships are like a road, right? You have yeah. an incoming traffic, you have outgoing traffic. And mm-hmm. the same way friendships can influence you is the same way you can influence the people you are friends with. So the way, the way I love to see it, I, I love to say that, um, as human beings, we should be definite in our makeup up to a certain degree. I'm not saying we're not being influenced in one way or another, but we should be definite. We should be whole to an extent to be able to influence other people. For for example, if I'm in if I'm in um, if I'm in if I'm in a relationship, for example, friendship, I'm most likely influence a person, another person influencing me. Hmm. Do you understand? Because of the kind of consciousness that I've come about over time. So I like to see it this way that it's not just about it's not just about how the person influences you, it's about how you also influence the person. So I think mm. I think um, in most cases we should try to we should try to take our, our minds off ourselves and focus on the other person, how we can benefit the other person. You know. Uh, for example, I love to set examples in, in, in the scripture. Imagine somebody like Daniel. Daniel was in Babylon. Daniel was, you know, in a midst of people that were so-called pagans. And I want to imagine that aside from Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, Daniel had other friends that were Babylonians too, right? I mean, this yeah. is not in the scripture. This is just, this is just an inference I'm drawing from the scriptures. I want to imagine he has other friends that are Babylonians and probably they learned one or two things from him that were not even written in the scripture. You know, probably they saw the way he prayed. 
you know, probably they saw the way he, they saw the way he um, was always interceding or the way he was always interpreting dreams and stuff like that. And they learned one or two things from him. Or let's talk about Joseph. When Joseph was in prison, Joseph would definitely have some friends in prison. The prison did not influence Joseph, but Joseph influenced, you know, the people in prison. Let's talk about Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ was the perfect man. The Bible says he never, he never had seen him, right? And Jesus had seen us, right? Jesus had with tax collectors. He had with prostitutes and all those kind of people. So that is to say that it is not just about the word influencing us. It is about we influencing the word. And the Bible calls us, calls us the salt of the earth, you know. The problem here is... In influence or influence hmm. very friendships are very dynamic and it goes both ways so it's not about the other person influencing you it's about you influencing the other people so as much as we have to be careful of other people influencing us we also have to grow up to a point where we can influence other people right so um yeah it's it's it's, it's very nuanced. I wouldn't say, like I said at the beginning, I wouldn't say it's a one size fits all. Like it's just, you know, a straight line. It's very, very complex. It's very, very complex. And it goes both ways. You know. You know and tries to tell us every time, stand out wherever you are. Mm-hmm. Stand out, you know. Yeah. Portray that love of Christ. That you, portray that attitude that Christ had. That thing that you see is you saw in someone, you might not have seen it in someone, but then there are some people that you just sure. see and you know that this person really loves God. Portray it that when people see it in you, they know that ah, exactly about love. This person loves God. It just reminds me of that um, Ijoba room. It basically tells you that if you know your friend is gonna drag you to hellfire, stay your lane. Let your friend, the person that you want to be calling your friend to, to stay their lane. So that you will not go to heaven, you will go to heaven. Because, you see, the Bible is clear. There is no sugar coating. There is no, you can do it this way or you may do it this way. It is simple and short. God does not even go through the corners. Don't do this, don't do this, don't do it. So, basically, I'm actually really like, what Toby really said, really, really, is very impactful. You need to also be mm-hmm. able to know your stand in Christ. I know that yes, I yeah. want to impact somebody's life with my character. So if Paul the Apostle, Paul the Apostle is a very, very valid example of somebody that made friends with different people. But he never allowed their attitudes exactly. or their perceptions to influence him. What he did was while he was being friends with them, he was using his own character to bring them to Christ. So, you know, the songwriter says, do people see Jesus in you? Do they see the character of Jesus in you? Do they see the lifestyle of Jesus in you? We are called Christians. We are called little Christ. Do they see that attitude in you? Do you go about your daily activities and people say, yes, ah, this person has God in them? You don't necessarily have to be burning with fire. Or everywhere you go, God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. No, no, no. There's people that just walk past you and you know that, ah, God is doing something in this person's life. There's people that just say a word to you. Maybe you talk to them about something and they just give you a simple word and you know that, yes. I'm not saying it's written on anybody's face. 
I mean, there are just some people like that. And there's people that don't show it. But do you, who do you want to be? Do you want to be the person that is influenced? Mm, or do you want to be word. the person that is doing the influencing? Pick, pick a very good side. Everything about life is by choices. You either be the person that is being easily influenced, that everybody knows that I'm this person's friend, I can influence her. Or you be the person that, ah, wherever you are, they know that something you are going to influence them. A friend of mine, she's very calm. Very, very calm. She does not have to fight. She does to get angry. If you are not, she will never shout at you. She will message you that she's angry with you. She will never talk. But here is the thing about that, my friend. You can, when she's talking to you, when you're telling her something, and she's saying, oh, why don't you do it this way? Sometimes your mind will laugh. But then that's just how she is. And the Holy Spirit really moves with her. She has sh- there are some things that happened in her life, and I'm just like, how did you do this thing? And she's like, it's God. And I know that it's actually God, because she will tell you some days ago that this thing is not working out for me. And you might just even say to her, she be have God, pray. She'll pray about it, it'll work out for her. She's already portraying to me that, oh yes, Jesus is this girl's life. I want to, you don't necessarily have to say you want that person's type of relationship, but you know that you want to have a relationship with God. And then at that point, she's like, okay, I actually want to know this God that this girl is serving. She was one that took me. I didn't read my Bible before. I will never lie. My Bible but no friends. I had Bible, but the Bible was always on the table. It was never opened. I don't think I ever marked it. It was only when I was at home that we used to go to church and I cook. Mama managed to mark them. I used to mark my Bible. And one day she just asked me. We just became friends then. She's like, do you read your Bible? And I'm like, man, I know they read though. And she pushed me to read. You see, she influenced me. But there can be somebody that you have in your clique that is not like that. The person will say, unless you're going to meet that boy, when you're supposed to be praying. I want to pray. And she's like, I beg you, come and pray later. Let's go and meet. And you know that, ah, if you mm. go out, you'll be tired. You'll not pray your prayer. Or probably you even say, which one will you choose? Will you fall? Oh, will you fall for your friend's conviction? Or will you say, no, I'm sorry, I really can't go out with you. I already had plans. And I want to do my choice. Choice. Choice is a very important thing. You need to, you need to be able to stand your ground. When you say, oh, influence that person, bless that person, bless that person. But the first step is stand your ground. You know, I need to say this. I am this, a child of God. But um, I am. it's important to be led by the Holy Spirit. Because sometimes um, wolf yes. come in sheep clothing, right? And when, when you see True. some people, you really can't tell who they are until, until later on they start manifesting mm. in some sort of way. So it's very, very important to be led by the Holy Spirit when going along with some people sometimes it i mean most yeah. times actually it's not life is not just something you just um take for a take at face value you know you have to you have to you need to have a radar you, you know you need to have i don't know if you understand how radar works right you need to have yeah you need to have yeah, something like that can just thing. tell you oh this is what's going on here you know something that your physical eyes cannot see need to have the Holy Spirit that can tell you, oh, 
this person is mm-hmm. this person looks great you know but nah this person is not the right person to be your friend or something like that so yeah it's, it's really really great to be led by the spirit very true a lot, a lot of times it might look weird but even before i became born again there's a people that my body knows this they even mm. they okay around them it's as if something will be crawling on you like ah, why are you here so very 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 needed when i became like when i actually started you know being conscious in the understanding of what it means to have a relationship with god there's some people that you just you know you can even pray and be like dear god I'm going out mm. there. I don't want to meet anybody that will come and be destroying my life. And you, surprisingly, it will, you will not even see anybody that will destroy your life. It's the same way if you want to end a relationship with a very toxic person, you pray about it. Somehow, that relationship will end. You yourself will be shocked. It's like something will happen. You guys will just even have a very slight disagreement. Well, the person is not doing friendship again. The person will be going. Or even you, you will not even know how you withdraw. But because of that simple word of prayer, that's why you really need the Holy Spirit. You know, when I was younger, I used to think that the Holy Spirit mm. only comes when you ask for the Holy Spirit. And it got to my understanding that yeah. once you've given your life to Christ, the Holy Spirit is there. So don't think he's not there. He's always there. It's just when you begin to speak in tongues. Is when you already know that you want to have a very emotional bond with Christ and the Holy Spirit. And then that's gift comes is a gift not all people speaking tongues but you know that they are mm-hmm. firebranded christians but not all of them speaking tongues it's a gift and you need to understand that the holy spirit yeah. is yes, there for yes, your everyday yes. life every as a christian no. every moment of the way everyday life oh when you're on your phone when you're in the kitchen where you're thinking even when you're lying down and it's looking like nothing is mm-hmm. happening the Holy Spirit is needed <laughs> because the devil does not sleep. So, in the same way, the God does not sleep. The devil is like he's looking for something to do to you. Yes. So, the Holy Spirit is needed. That's why, and when we pray most, I say, we cover myself with the blood of Jesus. I say, God, as I'm going <laughs> to this bed, like this devil knock my say wants to kill me. As I'm going out to accident, will not happen. Because the devil is wicked. It does not have to look person face. It's the way you look at Job. That ah, this Job is even worshiping. Let me just leave him. It's that time that the devil sees that you are worshiping God in spirit and in truth. Don't think he has left you. It's that time he will increase his attack. That's why you need the Holy Spirit. And you need to, people just think that you need to kneel down, lie down on the ground before God can do something. No. You could be walking on the road and you could just talk to God like, God do, ah, my paddy alpha. So today, this is what's going on with me. And he's listening. He does not, he's not a respecter of time and place mm. or how or where. He wants you to talk to him. So if you know that God, I'm a very friendly, you see, when I'm, I'm very friendly, I'm keeping say, I keep saying it over and over because I know me. I'm friends with everybody. It, it's taking sometimes it takes me in to say I'm acquaintances with just somebody. Because I just mm-hmm. assume that I'm talking with you, I'm friends with you. What, what's well, the big deal about well, this life? Age, like, as far as this I'm age has taught us to like, categorize everything. We have friend, friends, acquaintances, and all, all sorts. 
But to me, everybody's friend. But God is like, sister, it's not like that. And I know that many times I'm going out sometimes, I'm just like, God, please help me to control my tongue today. There are some things that people will say. You know, when you were in sin, you'd be like, ah, yes, so it's true. But when you're in Christ, you cannot be saying, yes, so it's true. Because then it defeats the purpose of you being in Christ. So when you try to tell that person about Jesus, the person is like, ah, it was you. You that said that in that day. So, control your tongue. Now, the next phase, dating. But before we even go to dating, how is your relationship with your family? That's our family. Hmm. You give your life to Christ. It's not a good question. It's just like I'm asking it to everybody because sometimes we look at our families like, oh, we just assume that once we've given our life to Christ, like there's no issue again in our family. Sometimes it's not like that. There's some families. You hear stories of people that say they've given their life to Christ mm-hmm. and their family says, get out of the house. Like you cannot be with us again. So in that kind of you situation, what do you Christ, think would happen? Or you leave this house. And it, it happened to me. Honestly, I can't really say, but then I feel like it's better to stand. stand in what There's way? nothing God cannot do. Hmm. Because I, I think it's also, like I said earlier, I think God could also allow it for, for you to learn some certain things. It could mean that God still wants you to learn maybe humility in that sense, True. or God wants you to learn endurance in that sense. Right? So, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Just reminded me of this book, Good Morning Holy Spirit. His family, they, it's not like they did not know who God was, but they didn't have, the relationship he had with God was so different. I know the book. If you're looking for the book, Good Morning Holy Spirit by Benny Hinn, was so different, so different from every other person's relationship. And imagine he was a young boy. What type of situation if his parents had just decided to sit down one year and be like, we'll get out of this house? Because mm-hmm. they didn't they didn't have relationship with God. It was true him that all of them started coming to you know God small by small. Always this person that this boy is always talking to that that is actually doing something in his life. So imagine a situation like that. Would you stand? Would you yeah. be humble? Christ was humble. Christ was a very, very humble person. You never see him go to the um, temple. Yes, I am Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I have come to save you people. Oh yeah, drop everything that you are doing. That's a sin. No. Even when they will ask him, are you, are you the Christ? He will say, who do you think I am? It's you that knows who I am. Me, I'm not telling you. And even up until he died, are you the Christ? You are who you say I am. I am who you say I am, is what he kept saying. Believe in the one true Christ. I don't even know if it's looking like me as I'm talking, I'm just rambling, but like that's what's just coming to my head. It's okay. I believe that um, in, in such a situation where you are, um, you know, where you don't have your independence and you can't really do much, especially when you have to do with your parents or maybe your your people taking care of you or something like that. Mm. You, I, I believe that it's an opportunity for you to learn some certain 
some certain traits, for example, humility, endurance, and all those things. So in, in that kind yeah. of situation, although you are holding on to Christ, you are also, you know, bearing everything that could possibly happen to you in all of that time. Although when 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 it gets mm. to a matter of life and death, of course, you'll have to right. <laughs> Except God God is giving you to be a martyr or something. But you'll have to pause. Yeah. True. Mm. Sure. You know, I just going back to when we're talking about friends, something just came. I remember watching a movie during the course of the week, a Mount Zion movie. And in the movie, this guy and his wife had been married for three years and they hadn't had any child. And the mother of the man came. Ah, well, I guess give me grandchild. Then I get to give me grandchild. This is that. And he's like, but mama, it's just three years old. And she's like, hmm. I'm sad. I made a promise to your father. They had, there was something behind what she was saying. There had been a cost placed on them in their family. And she didn't believe that Christ could act like his relationship with God could actually break that cost. And one day his mom calls him, I'm not feeling fine, come to the village. He, he, he tells his wife, his wife is like, ah, let me follow you. But he keeps telling his wife no. And the wife was feeling strongly to follow him. His mother planned for him. And then before that time, his mother had been giving him the idea, how far now, sleep with this another person, you don't have to marry her, sleep with her, she'll give birth for you, you carry the child and everything. And he was saying, no, mama, I can't do that. And then he told a friend of his, and that was like, ah. Maybe you could be like Abraham. 100 years, you will not give birth. God did it. God did it for you. And then, that is a brother in the church. Show. They are going to the same church together. And then when the incident happens, he tells that his friend again, ah. I was like, well, thank God for it. For it. You are, at least you have child. You give birth to child. God, God has blessed you. Be happy. Don't be sad. In that position, from the first time that one has said, ah, Jimmy, you'll be like Abraham. You know, don't, in that kind of situation, regardless waiting of on the Lord, that, wait. Um, and daring you to do anything, even if it's your biological mother or father, you still have to take your stand and not, and not um, you know, give in to the temptation. You know, in that kind of, in that kind of situation, endurance does not work. Mm. You know? Endurance or humility does not work. I'm not saying she disrespect sure. the the person given the instruction or the person um, persuading you to do whatever. But endurance does not work in that situation. That kind of situation, you don't you don't even um, you don't accommodate it. You flee from it, right? So that kind of situation, I would just say that man, don't even mm. don't even accommodate it in the first place. That kind of idea, don't accommodate it. just yeah. Don't entertain the The one I was talking about, endurance, is where maybe there is a sort of like, all right, now, you know, yeah, that's that one is, yeah, you can endure that one. But mm. this one, this is temptation, you, know, you can't endure it. You can't. Okay, so now, yeah, um, dating, relationships with the opposite. For some people, it does not affect their life. Someone like me, when I first for enter school, I knew it was going to affect my academics and I stayed in my lane. Let me not go and be failing. Mm. That was what drove me at that point away. Now, I'm looking at it from a perspective of a believer and I'm like, I want who God wants for me and not what I want in myself. 
you know, I've taken that choice away from me. There's people that I will meet. And deep in my heart, I'm like, <laughs> yes, they are the one. And God is like, no, it's not the one. I know we question God like, ah, God, can't you see? He's, he reads his Bible, he prays, he, and God is like, he shall not the one. So, and there's a rule that from the onset, God has given you one new sign. <laughs> red light, red light, don't do, don't do. But ah, God, I know he does not read his Bible, he does not pray, but I can bring him, you know. I can be the person I'll bring him to you. And God's like, I did not send you that one, no. Don't go. You know. <laughs> but some people don't, I'm very sorry, but people don't hear what sometimes. But it's something happen. Now go back, God, why? God will be like, but I did not send you to go now. You know, well, I should have told you don't uh, go. I mean, dating. It's, it's very complex also because this one is not just... Um, of you know friendship this one is on the of like a possible sexual attraction you know on the basis of emotions and all those things and because those those um those realities i mean the reality of sexual attraction and emotional attraction and all those things because those things are very strong it is easy for our judgment to get clouded you know i usually tell people that um sure I don't, I don't, I don't usually push the agenda of oh, there is a particular person that God has made for you. No, I don't push the agenda. But what I say is, there are people, there are kinds of people that you can roll with. There are kinds of people that you can be in a relationship with. But there are kinds of people that you cannot be in a relationship with. And while there are kinds of people that you can be in a relationship with, there are kinds of people also in that category that fit what you are called to do, the purpose you are called for in life. So for example, let's say um, in a church setting, mm. you know, um, of course, there are holy brothers, there are holy sisters. And if, you, if you probably get attracted to one of them, you know, although this person is a believer and everything, it's possible that this person is not the right person for you in terms of their life's journey. So when it comes to dating, it's it's very, very complex. And this is why I said it's very important for us to live by the Holy Spirit. It's very, very needed for us to know our life's journey, our purpose, like God, what God has intended for us. I know that, of course, there is a grand purpose for every person. Mm. And the grand purpose is to be like Christ, right? But there, there are smaller purposes that God has given to the individual. Yeah. For example, God has given to this person maybe to be... Um, a voice in the media or to another person it, it may be a voice in, in the medical sector or something like that so there are different purposes under the grand purpose so now imagine if you meet a believer who is not even aligned with your vision you know i'm not saying i'm not saying you necessarily have to do the same thing with your partners mm. but if your partner cannot find a way to fit into your life's journey and help you grow or you help them grow i'm not sure that I'm not sure that it's ideal because I believe that the Bible says two shall come together and become one. You know? So you guys are supposed to actually come together to build a soul mm. enterprise. Well, I'm not saying business, but I mean enterprise. I mean to build a purpose together, 
right? So when it comes to relationships, it's very, very dodgy. Even though they are believers, sometimes they are not, they are not the right person for you. So this is why it's very, very important to be led by the Holy Spirit. But oftentimes, because we are clouded by sexual attraction, we're clouded by emotional attraction, and probably material things, we don't listen to the Holy Spirit. We're just like, I'm just going to go see for myself. And then we go about our ways. We make the wrong decision. And maybe later in life, we regret it, you know. So, yeah, dating. It's, I'm just going to say that we should not be moved by what we see alone. Of course, we have to be by what we see. I mean, we're not lots of mm-hmm. right? But we should be led by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit should be the one leading. The Holy Spirit should tell you that, oh, this person is nice, but this person is not the best for you. The Holy Spirit should tell you, oh, this person is good, and this person is best for you. You know, so yeah, it's it's just dependent on how we are led. Yeah, yeah, very true. <clears throat> very very true. God is yeah. a God of orderliness, and He does not like it when things are not in order, sir. So he also try, he also, let me not even say, let me know use the word try, but he also wants you to be orderly. So he doesn't want you to go through shortcuts. He wants you to go through the necessary steps you need to take to get there. So he's going, you need to go to him to, to just like, God, I actually really need your guidance. God's a person, yeah, that's one person for you. Most times you meet somebody that God has said yes. And then some, somehow, somehow, something will happen. I was like, no, that's not a person. So, in, as Toby said, you really need the Holy Spirit to be a guiding force, a very big guiding force. Since <laughs> me, I don't know anything about this, I'm going to leave this here so that I so do let, not. Let me guess. Presently, go back on my word. I mean, you're not yes. dating. Wow. I'm, a, I'm a very single person. <laughs> So moving on, relationship with our colleagues. Let's see. Like now, my dad, he he always talks about how persecution. They always persecuted him when he was at work. I haven't so far so good. I feel like this generation a little bit is accepting of one's beliefs. But in a situation where you are at work, and your boss says, "Come and work on Sunday." That you cannot go to, you, mm. and you're like, you want to go to join. Person is like, that's not his business, so you shall have to work on Sunday or you lose your job. Would you go to work on Sunday or would you go to church? Here's the thing you might not go to church, and then you're in that workplace and you're not really being treated as you should be treated. and Assume, look at it this way, you you go to church and the person is like, don't come to work on Monday. And that same Monday that that person says, don't come to work, God has already done it in a way that you bump into somebody that's on the after church. As you bump into somebody, ah, ah, ah how are you? Ah, ah fine, oh, it's true. I have I heard about a job opportunity. Why don't you try and send your CV there? Are you yourself, you're not the person that you've lost work on. God knows, you not, not say anything. And you're like, okay, no problem. And you send your CV and they're telling you, oh, they're going to pay you double of what 
you were being paid at your former workplace. And your mind you're like, uh-uh. God, is, is this happening? Which would you choose? Maybe God, that's what God has in plan for you. He might have shown you in a little way, but you just don't want to even believe it. Would you go to church? Mm. Or would you go to work? I think you should that's a very, that. very what, what deep question. I know. But that's... Okay. I honestly will go to church. I would want to go to work. But because wow. of the relationship I want to have with Christ, I would rather go to church and just be like, God, it's It's because of you that you stay in your house. So that question is a very, very deep question. My father has said, yeah, sometimes that's people actually, they don't give you that type of ultimatum, but then they're like, oh, I'm not going to promote you this year. Next year, the same thing. And maybe you're supposed to, maybe there's like 15 levels and you've been working there for over 10 years. You're only supposed to be in level five. And they've kept you on level four since you entered. Level four, level four, level four. When you start for promotion, you write the exam, they'll fail you. That, that thing is a very is a very disheartening, stuffed experience. But that is the, the persecution you are going through all because you are in Christ. Would you say, ah, ah, alone, yeah, me and you are not doing it again. Ah, kilo day. I've been here for 10 years. They've, they've, they've not promoted me. It happens. It happens a lot. I've had you know, testimonies of other people. And sometimes you want to really grasp onto other people's testimonies. I'll be like, yes, God, see what you did for this person. Please do it for me. Sometimes, you know, they'd be like that. Let's not even lie. It's not like God is not there, but sometimes it's not always like yeah. that. Yeah. And I feel like you also need the Holy Spirit to guide you there. Like that first question I asked, would you go to church or would you go to work? If you pray about it, sometimes God will just be like, go to work. You don't know why God is in your mind. It's look like your thoughts, like, ah, it's in me that is thinking this thing. Oh, God. And then you go to work and you don't know what is going to happen. So you really need yeah, you make I don't know if I'm making sense. You really need the Holy Spirit. You really need God to talk to you. Because that is a very, very, you know, deep thing. They've given you an ultimatum. Go to work or come to work or go to church. Which one do you want? She be a doing Christian, Christian. And you go to God. And God is like, God, why did I tell you? Depending on what his plan is for you. If it's like, oh, I don't have some, I have something for you, but it's not now. Go to, ch- go to your workplace. If it's like, oh, what I have for you is already it's already here. It's an opportunity. Yeah. Leave. Go to church. Prayer. Talk to God. And this one is not a matter of dear God. Ah, whatever it be, Bill. Good night. Sleep. It's a matter of serious prayer. Because this is not this is what one of the things that the devil uses against Christians. You'd have gone to school for four, five, six years. You'd have done your you know necessary service, you know done everything that needs to be done, got in this job, you've been working there for two years, and something like that happened. It can, if you decide to go to church and you do it blindly mm. and nothing comes, it can be very, very heartbreaking. And it can cause, it can cause depression, can cause you wondering that God is not there. So you really need to pray. Holy Spirit, guide me. Even before you enter the work, before you submit your CV, Holy Spirit guide me. Is it your will? Or is this just me 
like thinking this thing because you really need the will of god even christ up until the moment he was going to be crucified mm. but he was sweating blood you see my god whatever your will is oh, i'll do it it's not a god ah, oh yeah i'll take me back to heaven no ah these people whether they die they don't die that's their business i don't want to die I was like, God, if it's your will for these people, if it is your will for me to do this, I am going to do it. I'm not going to question. I'm not going to ask. Are we like that as human beings? Most times we are not. But we need to learn to be like that. We need to learn yeah. to adapt yeah. to God's presence. Right. You know, I'm just, I'm just going to say that... Um... Hello. So it seems can like Kobe is having a little nice work. Hopefully yeah, it comes hear. back soon. Yeah, so Let's as look. I was saying, All right. yes, I said, I can hear you now. wisdom is profitable to direct. And this wisdom is the Holy Spirit's wisdom that I'm talking about. Because we've become so engrossed in religion, we, we, we believe one way or another that what keeps us saved or what saves us in the first place is going to church on Sundays. And whereas it's just a religious act, of course, of course, mm. it is commanded in the Bible not to forsake the gathering or the fellowship mm. of the brethren. But the fellowship of the brethren is not limited to Sundays. It's not limited to Sundays. And that's not even what fellowship is to start with. Mm-hmm. Because what, what happens on, on most Sundays is that we go to church, you know, we, somebody, somebody comes out to sing or lead worship, somebody preaches, and then we go home. There is, no, there is no interaction between people, really. You know, that is what fellowship is. Fellowship, it's, fellowship is interpersonal. Most Sunday services are not interpersonal. You know, in fact, smaller groups, smaller cell groups are better than big churches. Where, but let's not go into that. What I'm trying to say in essence is that we've become so engrossed in religion that we, we hold on to it tightly. So we don't see the wisdom sometimes when the Holy Spirit is leading us in a way that we should go. You know, I'm going to say, for example, I'm going to give an example. I don't know if this example works, but when the when God commanded Peter to take from, um, you know, the, when Peter had a revelation and he saw a sheet of unclean animals, so to say, and the Lord took him to the Lord told him to take from the from the sheet of animals and eat, and Peter was like, "Man, according to Moses' law, we shouldn't be doing this, right?" But this was God's command. So sometimes when the Holy Spirit is leading us to do something, and it seems very unreligious. Sometimes we, we drag our feet. We don't want to go. We don't want to go do them. But like I said, wisdom is profitable to direct. Wisdom by the Holy Spirit. So that that is just very important. Very very important. So yeah. So I think we've covered all the relationships. Basically, if you have not talked about any relationship, just know that you need the Holy Spirit to guide you. The Holy Spirit is your friend. You know, when I was younger, I used to think, I used to look at this spirit as a thing. His spirit is not a thing. Mm. He's a being. Three, one. God yes. is not a thing. Jesus is not a thing. And if you are saying Trinity, I'm calling triple beings. I'm calling one, pe- one aspect of the Trinity thing. 
it does not make sense. They are all there to direct. The Trinity is there all the time. But the Holy Spirit will always be there. You know, when God, when Jesus was going to heaven, he was like, I'm going to send a comforter, a guider, to guide you in mm. everything that you are doing. He is always there. Even yep. when you think that he's not there. When you're like, man, I'm not even in the mood today. This today, oh God, everything that's just going in my life is just, I don't even want to talk. I don't say anything. You just wonder. Sometimes you just become, you just be feeling so calm. You know, that's peace that passes all understanding. I remember reading it somewhere. Or I don't even know if I read it somewhere or I heard it somewhere. It's like peace that passes all understanding. Sometimes we just tend to assume that, oh, you know, it's when you're calm and you're in peace. Peace that passes understanding is when there is storm. You know there is a storm that has brewed self. It's not brewing. It's already brewed. It's there. There is storm. But you are calm. When you are not supposed to be calm. That is what peace. You yourself, you don't understand why you are calm. But you are calm. He surpasses on understanding. So in that type of situation, you know, every relationship that you have, you need, you need, you need Jesus. You need God to help you through it. So I don't know if Toby has any other things to add for us before we close. Um, I'm just going to say that I'm just going to end with this. Um, in everything, in everything, put God first. In everything, be led by the Holy Spirit. Like I said, this life is not exactly one way fits all. It's not exactly one size fits all for everyone. So it's important for us to be led in our individuality because our, our life um, matters might differ. You know, our lives matter will be will definitely be unique, but it's very, very important that even in our differences, even in our uniqueness, we are led by the Holy Spirit. That is what really matters. Mm. Thank you very much. Yeah. So we know we might have not said everything, but then that is why you also need to pray and talk to God. We are, we are all learning. We're all people that are growing up to be, you know, channels of blessings, to be children of God, to be Christians and you also need to have a relationship with God. So, Toby, please, you're going to pray for us. Yes. Oh, God, we thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for the consciousness you've given to us. We thank you for your light. That is your word. We thank you for Jesus Christ. We thank you for the Holy Spirit that always guides us. Father, we commit our relationships into your holy hands. And we ask, Google, that you take preeminence in the name of Jesus. Mm. At all levels, in every way, we ask, oh God, that you come and lead us in our relationship with people in the name of Jesus. Mm. And we ask for the power and the enablement to be light to other people in all situations in Jesus' name. Mm. Amen. 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 Thank you so much, Toby, for taking time out to join us and to talk to us. Yeah, welcome. We'd love to have you sometime. And Toby Daniels has a podcast too. Would you like to tell us about it? Yeah. Yes, the podcast is called Versed. Versed, the podcast. Um, um, I'm probably going to send a link to Afi Follower so she can share with you guys. I've been very lazy. It's been a long time I released an episode, but I do not like to rush things. So I'm just basically taking my time. Okay, so you guys should check 
check Toby's podcast versus the podcast. He will send the link to me and I will add it in the description. All right. So you guys should enjoy yourselves and have a great night. Thank you. Bye. Mm-hmm.